Hello and welcome to Who Uses a Director of Football, an FM podcast with myself, Lewis, and my co-host, Tom. Tom, back again, back in the groove, another Sunday night in our in our usual Sunday night uh, recording slot. How's your weekend been this weekend? It's been well, it's been good. It's also been mixed. <laughs> I went okay. out last night. Went to um, my uh, one of my mate Harry's, uh, but he just got engaged to his his partner, and also they moved into a new flat together. So it was like a a engagement, but also sort of new flat, sort of warm party. And on the way there, I went there, got the train in, and then my train bought a ticket to Vauxhall, so from yeah. my place to Vauxhall. And as I got to the station, I got on the train, first train that was there, and thinking it's my train. Turns out it goes actually to Waterloo, didn't stop at Vauxhall. So ah. they asked. That's actually fine. I can work away from yeah. London from there. So I go to tap out at use my tap out at um uh, use my ticket to get out at Waterloo. It obviously doesn't work. I was like, oh, of course it wouldn't. You know, you don't really think too much about those things. At which point, revenue protection come up to me and say, "You shouldn't be down here." Yada 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 yada. So I said, oh, oh no! I said, "Yeah." I said, "Look, genuine mistake. Uh, got the wrong train. I've come off. I've come here. I thought I'd probably be able to get through. Clearly not." I'm happy. To, I said, like, I'm happy just to use my card to tap out, which is going to cost me more money. Mm. Or I said, I wouldn't. I didn't really, really want to do this, but just to make a point, I was like, or I'll just go back to Vauxhall. I'll just get an extra bit to Vauxhall, and they just they wouldn't let it go. They, I mean, like Jobsworth to the nth degree, yeah. they wouldn't let it go. I was like, no, no. I said, look, come on. I was in no rush, and at this point here, I was up for an argument because I was just like, these guys are. This is ridiculous. Um, Anyway, it ended up that they've given, I got this note and stuff, so I'm going to get a letter through and they're going to fine me. And that's up to 50, 50 quid to 100 quid on the fine, apparently. Uh, if not, they're going to prosecute me. The guy was threatening with me with arrest uh, <laughs> in the concourse of Waterloo Station. Oh, my because, word. And, and was, oh, you, you, you're trespassing on uh, the railway property because you've got on this train. I said, well, look, I'm telling you, like, this is an honest mistake. I'm not trying to... And I worked out how much... The increase in ticket would have been 40 pence. Oh, my word. It's like, oh, he was just so... In- it was one of those things. So why so wouldn't? Weird. Why couldn't you just tap out with your contactless? Because, well, I I could have done, and they wouldn't have realised, but at which, at which point I'd, um, I'd scanned my ticket, just yeah. thinking actually it would let me through. He then followed me and said, oh, no, no. I said, look, I, at that point, I was in this conversation with him, and I realised oh, I can just tap out. I said, look, mate, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, yeah. There's very little I can do here. I'm just going to go and tap out. So are you, you going to get off, fined? So you're going to get yeah, fined, is what you're saying. As I went, but as I went to walk in to tap out, I said, if you do that, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, mate, for 40 pence. I was like, I kind of went all then sort of Billy Big Bollocks of like, no, I'm going to debate this with you and I'm going to argue with you yeah. um, because this is ridiculous. And then... He said, like, oh, I'm going to get the police down and all that. And then I just totally crumbled. And I was like... I think you should have been like, get the police down. It's an honest mistake. I I really wish I had because, you know, I really wish I'd done that. But anyway, it didn't. didn't. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to argue. Like, they're going to send me a fine. I'm going to appeal all the sort of stuff because it's not a proportionate response. But anyway, that's... that's, um, But but then I then got on. So I then got on. I then just tapped out. So I spent more money on the tube anyway. Got on the tube at Moorgate. So... so, at so at the, the end you station. just tapped out. So why did you get a fine yeah. if you tapped out and paid the fare? Oh, yeah. very good question. This. Uh, this is this is going to be part of my whole argument. 
Um, but then at Morgate, after the 20 minutes or half an hour I was at Waterloo, I then got the tube. Yeah. Uh, then at Morgate Station, Hugh Dennis got on with the, I can't remember the, Claire, with Claire Skinner, who is the mum from Outnumbered, uh, got on. And they sort of, on exactly the, same, the end of the vestibule, mm. same spot as I was in. I then got off the next stop at Old Street and Hugh Dennis wouldn't move to, I said, oh, excuse me, because he was quite a busy train. And he was sort of moving a bit, but not really moving. So both, as I squeezed past Hugh Dennis to get off the old street, uh, I touched bottoms with Hugh Dennis last night as well. Oh, so what, what a time I, to be alive. I, I, almost got, I almost got arrested and I bummed Hugh Dennis. Well, that's, 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 well, that's far more exciting as a story than I've got. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm not even going <laughs> to say true. that. My, my weekend was lovely in comparison. So I think I'll just leave it there and move on. Um, wow, what a what a start to this week's pod! What a start! Uh, not not one I expected, not one that I think will be matched in terms of a a uh, yeah. If I didn't know you, I'd say that's that's almost too well made up to be true. But at the same time, it's too implausible. You know, it, it takes a certain quality and caliber of uh, Naughty's BBC television star to be stubborn about. Uh, moving off the train, but anyway, in fact, no, I, I don't want to besmirch Hugh Dennis. Hugh Dennis's um, uh, reputation here. I'm sure you know. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want you to sure he moves the other people? Now. Yeah, no, no. He was. I don't think he'd really actually heard it. It was old like, excuse me, and this sort of stuff. I and mean, he did sort of. Oh, you mean you muttered it? Yeah, yeah. Tight carriage. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, Tom, from from. I was going to say from the sublime to the ridiculous, but actually probably from the ridiculous to the sublime, I'm hoping, at least for your sake, what is going on in the world of Legrand's Slavia Cromritz? I don't think that's our best transition, but I'm not sure how I was meant to transition from uh, from what you gave me there to uh, what 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 uh, to the world of football manager. Yeah, from from the second tier of Czech football, from Hugh ben- Dennis's bottom to uh, the second tier of Czech football is a, is a tough transition, but you, so you you got there. I gave it um, a go. So you left you left me at the end of season one, um, where we had a really good finish, finishing fifth in the sec- in the second flight, but well, fifth or sixth, you know, there or thereabouts. And I was talking about how I'm planning for my second season. Yeah, the club. Losing a lot of money. Yeah. We lose a lot of money every month. And a lot of that, pretty much all of that is, you know, our biggest expenditure is wages. So I came up with a bit of a ploy of um, trying to loan as many players as I could because there were no restrictions on loan signings. Mm. Um, and that, 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 was, that was the plan, right? That's where you left me. So have I done that is the question. Have I followed through and signed loads of, loads of loan players? Well... Not long after that, as I advanced, I actually got two hundred and fifty grand. Um, the our sponsorship deal for the club got two hundred and fifty grand, which really helped. It sort of put us. Um, I don't think we were then we were then had cash in the bank, but we had enough that it you know it yeah. it's sustainable losses. The losses we have are sustainable. We're not going to continue to lose. Um, you know, we're losing about four hundred grand a year. Maybe even five hundred grand now, and if, still not good. But it's not. Oh my god, we're gonna probably mm. go into administration or something like that soon. Um, 
that still left the fundamental issue of the club is hemorrhaging money every month and you know we're still a loss making club so yes i absolutely decided to try <laughs> and build a club build a team of lone players i have signed okay so it's not purely a lone 11 but let me put it this way i've signed um 19 well i've signed 17 first team players um, since nice. we spoke, uh, because, a because the squad, all the squad, yeah, pretty much all the squad went. I've signed 19 first team players. I've got, well, I've got two that are coming in when the transfer window reopens. Um, 12 of which are loan signings, seven of which are permanents. So we have absolutely rinsed the the loan market. So ten, um, so ten loan signings, seven permanents, correct? Yeah, and there's, there's and there's two more loans to come. <laughs> so you can play alone 11 so you can play alone yeah. 11 if you so choose and still have a sub you absolutely can, you absolutely can. there are some loan restrictions which I, I sort of only realised after I'd signed loads of players I was yeah. like oh no have I, have I absolutely done myself here but it's actually a maximum of six foreign based players over the age of 22 allowed on loan at any time and pretty much all my loans are coming from um, Czech Republic. In fact, I think they all are. They're all coming from Banik Ostrava, who are my actual feeder club. Um, Fradek Kralove, um, who in the top flight, I've got no connection with them, but they seemingly were happy to give me quite a lot of their loan, uh, loan players. I've got four players on loan from them. Um, and I've got, interestingly, I've got two loan players coming, or one, uh, yeah, two loan players from teams in the same league as me. I've got um, Vyshkov, I've got two players on loan from Bajkov, and I've got one on loan from um, Pardubice or Pardubice. I, I wouldn't know how that's pronounced. Um, so, yeah, like I, I've been harvesting these loan players. And you know what, mate? Some of them are really good. Like some of yeah. them are, are pretty good, especially the youngsters. Like they're, they're they're solid enough now. But as I've played them, and they're getting in, and they're all sort of like three star, right? But a lot of them are three star with five star potential. If if, if that sort of paints a bit of a picture. Yeah. Um and um so they're improving as as the season goes on. We also signed quite a few some of the signs we made, which has been really helpful, right? The signs we actually made permanently because I've got a few quid players that aren't available on loan. So positions that I can't find for loan, I can just go and actually spend a bit of money on mm. permanent players. So I managed to sign Marek Jaron, who's a guy I had on loan last season. From Banik Ostrava, who's really good for me. He's joined permanently. Um, I signed a couple of really nice youngsters, really nice youngsters. Like I've signed a guy called um, Matthias Mervard, mm-hmm. um, centre back, can also play centre midfield. And I'll talk about why that's now important for my for my new tactic. Um, and yeah, like that's that's sort of where I've got. I, I won't list every single player that I've signed. Um, a lot of a lot of like absolute like real youngsters. Like I've got a couple of sixteen year olds, a couple of seventeen year olds, but it also mixed in with a few twenty three year olds, a few twenty four year olds, that sort of thing. So we're bringing the average age of the squad right back down. So the days of like I say, Marvin Emnes, Omanias, or who Omanias actually signed for Macclesfield in the week in in real life. I don't know if you saw that. Oh no, I didn't. No, topical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, so we now have a, a really well-balanced squad. I'm quite glad that they're not all loan signings because there's a few guys that I can keep next year uh, because I think that is important. I think I've touched wood. I'll, I'll, I'll be here next year as well. I'm really enjoying my time at Slavia Comrades. Um, so, yeah, like finance, the finances are good. Like we are the, we're the lowest... We're paying the lowest amounts in salaries in the league, unsurprisingly. We're well, still was, losing an absolute fortune. I'm assuming the salary's gone down. Has the salary gone down? Yeah, it has a bit. We're currently at about 260 grand a year. Uh, 260 grand a year. 260 grand um, a month uh, in, in in salaries. Um, no, sorry, no, that can't be no, right. Maybe it is a year. I think it might be a year. Yeah, you do you know what you I'm pretty certain it is a year. It would be, yeah, that's that's the stat, isn't it? That just didn't seem right at all to me. Um No, you are is that cheap. Yeah, you're right. yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, we 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 have yeah, you're right, it's salaries per annum. We're on two hundred and fifty four grand on our salaries per annum. And you look at again, I take the B teams out of it because they get a few players, yeah. first team players that drop in. But you know, generally the teams operating Near the top are on nine hundred and sixty grand, eight hundred and eighty grand. Mm. So you know that's where we're at. We're at two fifty. So we're. I suppose commercially, in... every season you stay in the league, you'll be in a better position. It should be, yeah. Uh, and I, I think what will be interesting as well is if if we ever go full time, what changes that that means that that means to us. Yeah. Um, we've also I talked again last time about how um we um. They're building a new stadium. Um, that's true, and actually, I like this. I like what they're doing there because we, uh, we're the only team ever to have sold out our stadium. We've only had one sellout, but we've we've had a sellout. Mm. Um, generally, as well, you know, we we're ninety six percent of capacity when it comes to okay uh, our attendance. So, like, we are getting a lot of fans in. So, we do need a bigger stadium. Um, currently, our our capacity is fourteen eighty. So. One fourteen hundred and eighty. Yeah. Um, they're going to build an all seater for eight thousand. Um, there's no actual dates on this yet because it says they're still trying to find a location, but there's a plan for that, which I think is really good. Um, yeah, like we we have a good fan, we have a good uh, a mm. loyal support. So I'm I'm glad we're building um a proper a proper stadium. What I'll talk you through now, just as I guess the final part, my first update. I'm going to talk you through. I played a lot. I think I yeah. talked a lot last time about how the <laughs> pardon me, how the league there's a mid season break which goes on yeah. for three months. I'm in that mid season break at the moment, so I've got quite a lot to talk you through in terms of the first sixteen games that we played. So you've got um, RSI from how frequently you're hitting the space bar at the minute, but the sun. I'm, I'm about I'm about to get RSI. I haven't actually progressed much. Um, I haven't actually progressed much, and I've actually got the day off tomorrow. Um, so I've got a few things I need to do, but I might end up pressing pressing the spacebar a bit tomorrow morning, uh, <laughs> just to progress through. Um, so the the main thing I want to talk about, and again, I'll talk a little bit about the players and my tactic now, because I talked about last time how the tactic I've got is it, it's wingers, it's wing backs. You hated it. Bombing, In a word, you hated right. playing four four two. I hated it, and I've moved away from it. And I've got a new tactic, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's <laughs> proper back to the way I like to see football played, and I'm so glad I managed my team now is is able to do that. The most important thing was defensively, getting the right players defensively mm-hmm. to, to play this formation. 
So I'm I'm playing a formation actually that is probably one of the most common formations in FM, and I have never ever played it. Okay, this formation it, four two three one. I was literally about to say, is it a four two three one? Because I can I I it's do four, not two, three, one. I do not remember you ever playing a four two three one. It's it which is crazy considering how popular it is. I I never have. Like, I've just never done it. Um, but I've made I've I've got my own sort of twist on it, right? So it is a classic four-two-three-one. Four centre, yeah. four uh, defenders, flat back four, two centre midfielders, um, two wingers, and a number ten and a striker. But I've I've adapted it. So I've got my sweeper keeper. Yeah. My back four, both my wing backs are inverted full backs. Nice. So they tuck in, and I want long term. I want them to be centre proper centre backs, proper pep. You know, Josco Vard, Vardio mm. and I guess Carl Walker, but you can put beefy centre backs there. Mm. So I've moved Hugo Mesba, my centre back, who's got a good left foot on him to the left, who's my left back as an inverted full back. And I've got. Um, Do you move him to the left right or the right? He's on the left because he just tucks in as, as centre. Yeah. So he's basically the left centre back. And then I've got Tomasz Jelicek as, as the right back. He's going to uh, probably to improve him, but he, he does a job. Centre back. Uh, in my best 11, I've got Yuri Remias. He's on loan from Banikastrava, a 19-year-old kid. He's a ball-playing ball playing defender, solid. I actually really like really like him. He's he's really good. And then this is the guy that makes it all tick. And this is a position that's so important. And I spent some money on him. He's one of my one of my highest earners. My Austrian centre back, Sebastian Wimmer, who plays as a libero on support. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he steps. He's oh, my man, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah, in my head, I'm trying to like plot this out. So, both of them invert. So he bombs forward. Inverted fullbacks. Inverted forwards. So they don't. Yeah, they don't go into they the pivot. Back. Yeah, yeah. So they don't go into the pivot. They just basically come in inside and form a back three. Cool. Love it. Absolutely. And then the Libero does the three. John Stones role and steps up into the pivot. Vimmer steps forward into into centre midfield. Yeah, my two centre midfielders. I've got a deep line playmaker on defend, which tends to be either Vocek Dolezal, who is again on loan from Fadek um, Kralov, sixteen, mm. uh, sixteen years of age, and he's had three caps within the twenty ones. Or I'll play Anthony Akedi there, but what I've, who is obviously one of my who is your favourite? Yeah, and he's he's really good. Um, so they rotate. I've got two really good players there. So Vimmer will step up, yeah, and then he'll play alongside Dolazal or Akedi in centre yeah. mid, effectively. The other centre midfielder is on centre midfield attack. Now that's either going to be actually the Jakub Drozd, um, who's again on loan from Banik Ostrava, mm. or um, Petr Pudorocki on loan from Fradek Kralov. Um, so they, he then vacates the space that Vimmer fills and moves up into attacking the field role. Yeah. Where he then plays alongside Tomas Tomash um Zlatholavek on loan from uh um uh, <laughs> <Pada> Biche. Okay. <laughs> so then they're me two turns. I've then got two wingers on attack but who do cut in. They've got the Sorry, sorry, what well, hang on. You're playing a four two three one with two attacking midfielders. No, but the centre midfielder draws. He plays on centre oh, midfield. He plays, so, yeah, 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 he goes into the channels. Yeah, fine. Yeah, he moves forward. 
effectively because of the so on paper it's a classic four-two-three-one shape, but you're doing it with central midfielders, not defensive midfielders. Just double checking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's the the two centre midfielders are not defensive midfielders; they're centre midfielders. Yeah, fine. Um, I didn't know whether you were going to do a Mancini four-two-three-one, knowing your love of cams and play three cams. The absolutely no, 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 no. most ballsy four-two-three-one. I've only ever seen it on on FM eleven played by Mancini, but then maybe that's a maybe that's another formation for another time. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Potentially, and then I've got my two wingers who are winger wingers on attack, but they've got the instruction of run inside with ball or cut inside with ball. Mm. Um, so they they hold the width, but then they can actually they're really dangerous. So again, they <laughs> a bit of a theme here. Um, I've got Michel Malek on loan from Banik Ostrava. Yeah. Um, Santiago Enemy Bakari on loan Fantastic from Vishkov. name. G- Jimmy Perete on loan from Banik Ostrava. Also and Marek Jaron. Marek Jaron, who's the only permanent one. So they're my wingers that rotate. And then I play with a striker and advance forward and attack. And that's the issue. That's the, again, I'll come on to the games in a minute. But that's the biggest issue we have is I haven't been able to nail that position. I haven't been able to, my strikers haven't been scoring enough goals. So I've currently got Ika Hernandez. I signed him on a permanent um, because my other strikers aren't scoring. I've got Matej Bili. Um, my the, the youngster who I talked about last week, and I also on loan from Fradek Kralove, uh, Matej Kubek. Between them, they're just none of them are prolific, and that's what's yeah, missing. Yeah. So I've got another. La- this, this is the thing about having these guys coming on loan. It's great because you can just sort of be a bit brutal. You don't have to think about them too much. If mm. it's like picking up a fuss, you can just send them back. Mm. So it's crazy also, Tom, in. just to say, Ica Hernandez, you remember he was the striker who couldn't stop scoring against me in the Chilean second flight for Santiago Wanderers in, in last season. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was at Santi look on the look if it's the... Yes. Oh my god, I hadn't so, made the connection. Yeah, he he was he was the one who who when we played them was just a level, a cut above everyone else in the Chilean second flight. I think he I think he was in the Chilean first flight in real life. Then they dropped down in the end of the first season, and then he was just my absolute bane in the Chilean second flight. Um, I, cracking striker at that level. I can't believe that I haven't made the connection. Um, he he's been solid if not spectacular for me. His stats read really okay. Again, I'll I'll go into the games in a bit. But he's he scored three and six. He just he's just not. I just I'm just not very happy with him. No. Um, so I've got another lad. Is he a bit lumpy home. again? My feeling is he's. I don't. Oh, it just it just doesn't really have. An, I don't think he's got much class about him. Yeah. But bit, like, you don't. You like a big man, but they've got to be silky as opposed to limited. And the moment they're limited, you can't stand them. <laughs> And, and, and that and that's the point, right? And then I've got a striker coming in on loan from Vyshkov called um, Ijesi Metsoko, um, a Togolese striker who is that sort of guy. Uh, he, he is quite silky, but he's also six foot three and pretty well built. So I think yeah. I'm hoping he eventually is the guy that to, to, to sort of score some goals. But I've, I've waffled on quite a bit now. Um, but I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying watching the way we play. It needed this overhaul of um, um, getting these players in on loan, getting good youngsters in on loan who can actually play football as opposed to the reprobates that were there yeah. for a retirement and just quite root one we had last time. 
And what it means is next season, I'm touch wood assuming I'm still here. I'll get on to how we've how we're getting on in the league in a minute. Actually, I can start to build something and I can mm. build players. I've got so many good youngsters. I genuinely have so many good youngsters mm. who just aren't quite good enough for the first team now that I'm I'm betting in. I've got players like Sem Swinnon, who plays uh, right back. I've got uh, Matthias Mervard, who I touched on, um, who's who's doing a really good job. It, it, he can play in that libero role. I've got Matej Billy, who's in the first team. Uh, again, hasn't been great this season, but he's he's still great. I've picked up so many good youngsters. Um, that I think are going to make a real real difference to this team um, going forward. Uh, that are currently in the 21s. So I, I'm I'm really hopeful that if I can still building that up, actually long term we're going to we're actually probably going to do quite well. So yeah, like, I've had a really good week. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed building a squad, building a tactic, and I'll talking the next part of how that's actually looked in reality in, in the real world of um, actually playing games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad to hear that the suffrage of season one has made way to uh, the Charlton brand, I suppose the Legrand brand strictly, of, of champagne attacking football. No matter what division you're in, your desire is to play a champagne brand of attacking football, um, no matter what the cost. Absolutely. And just just to touch on that, we've played 16 league games, right? Uh, we've kept one clean sheet. I mean, I'll come into the games in a minute, but it I'm is sure. very attacking. <laughs> nice football that we play. Um, anyway, we'll come, we'll come on come on to that in, in, a, in a moment. Um, Blue. Tell us where you left us at Tilly Kratis. I know I, I remember and I'm genuinely fascinated to see how this panned <laughs> out. But, but for, for the listeners, just remind us what happened at Tilly Kratis, where you're at, and then please talk me through how this mess has unfolded. Yes, I will. Um, firstly, Tom, I think it's fair to say you left me in hell. You left me in in hell, in FM hell of the of the strongest, deepest, darkest form. Uh, and having gone on the FM forums and pledged and, and and uploaded my save file and put in my bug thing, I didn't get. I don't believe I've not double checked since about last middle of last week. But um, the response is yes, this is a bug. Yes, we're working on it. So no, no, God, I asked them how how is this meant to work. Uh, still no response on that. And maybe I'll double check during your next update and see if the end of the pod, if anyone's got back to me. I assume they probably haven't. But uh, yeah, so the, they, have reality- accepted, they have accepted that this shouldn't happen and it's not actually the Greek FA's fault. It is it is Miles Jacobson's fault. Yes, single handedly Miles Jacobson's fault yeah. for the well, state. I mean, I feel like the Greek FA should take some level of uh, culpability for the absolute labyrinthine you know labyrinthine mess so just to remind uh viewers viewers listeners uh who uh are who haven't been so uh interwoven maybe with the pod uh the greek second division splits after an initial league season into a promotion and relegation group um, the B teams of the top clubs, uh, e.g. Olympiakos, Athens, Panathinaikos, etc., can't get promoted. 
and Panathinaikos finished us above us in the league. We finished uh, the top five teams going to the promotion group. The bottom seven go into the relegation. No, the bottom six go into the relegation group with the with the really bottom one immediately relegated and not playing any more football that season. Um, we finished sixth in the league, but because Panathinaikos finished in fourth, we took the fifth and final promotion spot. Um, whilst at the same time uh, taking being in the bottom six according to the game, and also playing in the relegation group. So, needless to say, this is FM hell because no other team in the league is having to both play for the possibility of promotion and relegation at the same time. And oh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, Tom. It's just it's amazing. <laughs> that is definitely the words I'd use for it. Um, so I won't go through all the fixtures, but. I will um, talk you through the results. So we, uh, I won't talk you through the details because instead of 11 games or 10 games, I guess it wouldn't be 11, it would definitely be even, but instead of the 10 games that the average team had to play, we had to play, uh, how many did we have? We had to play about 20-odd. Uh, but but it started pretty badly. So we had a triple header of championship group North games uh, in which we drew the first one in a three-all draw with Nicky Valu before two 2-0 two losses to Anagenis uh, Karditsas and Larissa. Uh, so, those, so a triple header of promotion games still leaving us rock bottom of the championship group. Uh, a draw uh, in our first ever relegation group game with Guchas, uh, one all. So a pretty yeah. rocky start to that. Um, and then, an, and then the best team in our relegation group, Araclis, we lost an absolute classic to them, six four, uh, with goals galore. Um, we were never really in it. They went for a game that started with, and I was, you know, I was screaming and wailing on the bed how are we so shit at Catherine we went 3-0 down in 16 minutes and somehow came back to make it a moderately respectable 6-4 uh, in a knockabout mess of a game uh, so uh, I think you can safely say from these results Tom promotion even at this point not on the cards. We are rock bottom of our promotion group uh, at that point. Um, as think, expected, though, right? Yeah, as expected from our league positioning, and we're playing some of the best league, best teams in the league. So after a, a run of... Uh, and when I said FM Hell, it was FM Hell. Two draws, three losses, um, with our single point coming in the relegation group. Um, we played the next game in the relegation group against the other team that were at the top of the relegation group, um, Calafea. And obviously we were a bit behind on points at this point because of the fact that we'd played two less games than everyone else because we were playing all these promotion fixtures. Um, we managed to win this one, which was a pretty crucial to get our relegation campaign um, off to a decent start. Well, off, just get it going at all. And 
Donald goals through Donaldini Zambo and Spanudakis. Um, before we play the return fixture against Calif- Califea away, Athens Califea, losing promptly 3-1. So, coin toss. Um, and we followed that up with a 4-1 loss against Olympiakos B, uh, who, if you remember right back at the start of the save, were docked 10 points. So they were a really good side, but they had been dragged in and were still in the relegation zone because of a bit like Everton being docked 10 points. Um, And they absolutely battered us 4-1. We looked dreadful. We looked dreadful. And we continued to look dreadful against our anagenesis carditas in the promotion group where we were also battered 4-0. So where 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 are you in the relegation group at this point, right? Because it's pretty perilous because there's there's six teams in it, and then sorry, just just remind me that three of those six go down, right? Correct. So, so that uh, must be in a pretty perilous position. Correct. So at this point, it was Calafea topping. Um, us in either second or third, I can't remember which at the time, but it was either us in the position right above relegation or the one above relegation, just above that. And mm-hmm. and Giuchas, um were the team who were either in second or third. I think they might have been in third and we were like a point ahead of them in first. And we were really bunched together. Um, and it was looking pretty bad especially with Olympiakos B still in the relegation zone but yeah. being a being a you know a much better team than deserving if if they yeah, hadn't been docked if they hadn't been docked 10 points it would have been it would have been awful you know it would have been a completely different story and one I wouldn't have qualified for promotion so maybe it would have been a better story but but at the same time it would have still been it would have been a far more challenging um yeah experience so, having been battered three on the trot, it was with great relief that we do beat Olympiakos B 3-0. And that man, Tom, that man who last episode I said naf- did naff all, Fotis Guntrubis, woke up. <laughs> my player of the episode, despite doing naff all, woke up and scored a brace. He remembered how to play football. He scored a brace. Spanudakis scoring a great free kick as well. And we won comfortably 3 0. Um and coming up clutch. And and just to put it into perspective, and Catherine found this absurd, he hadn't scored in 27 games before that point. And he's just and he's and he's the winger or the striker? He's the target forward who has done nothing. (laughs) 27 games without a goal. Even the even the match report from the press when he said, you know, you get the one where they end their goal drought. It says the yeah. manager Albert Wiseman showed remarkable faith and dedication <laughs> to playing Guntrubis for twenty seven matches without scoring. Uh, but yeah, just when I needed him to, he remembered how to play football. Um, at this point, you'll get the theme in the promotion group. We lost three two to Nicky Valu in the promotion group. Um, uh, need and um, five three to Larissa in the next promotion group game, 
And to close off the promotion group games, we lost 2-1 to Heraclius. So we were close on the promotion group games, but we're not we're not being promoted. Not, I think we we finished last not, of the promotion group. That was the main thing. Not that important, I guess, in, t- in the grand scheme in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of survival. Yeah. In the grand scheme of survival, we're doing all right. So that just leaves five relegation groups games left. Unfortunately for us, just when we needed to pick up, we did. Uh, we beat Diagoras 2-1. And then in the really crucial match, the game against Guchas, second and third, you know, with that opportunity to drop down into the relegation zone, Guntrubis wakes up again, scores another brace... And Kakoris, the winger, gets the other one and we beat them 3-1 away in the critical fixture because if we'd lost our composure there, would have been a mess. So Gontrubis, having not scored in 27 games, scores four uh, in as many games and looks like he remembers how to play football. And then we closed it out with a to confirm that we were staying in the league. We closed it out with a 3-2 win against Ioli Poli. Uh, in a really nail-biter before we draw our final two just to get it over the line. But survival, survival, Tom, after the worst period of my FM career, and I think the the thing that kept going through my head was the catchphrase for Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, which was, survival is victory, and that was what was on all of the posters. And uh, in this in this case, uh, survival very much victory, and of course it's a record high for Tillacratis. Um, so, so they played so, about thirty five games more than they normally play. Well, exactly. No, I agree completely. <laughs> I'm almost certainly, uh, yeah. So so I think for now, uh, let's leave that there. Survival is victory. Um, yeah, survival is victory. We managed to just, just keep ourselves um, ahead of, ahead of, you know, ahead of the horrendous uh, possibility, uh, you know, of where it could have ended up uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, we ended up, we ended up actually winning the relegation group. Uh, from 33 point, 34 points to Calafea's 32. Uh, in the end, Olympiacos B did get relegated. Guchas okay. just snuck it out, uh, and we were and we were uh, 11 points from relegation in the end. So we we got we picked up at just the right time. So that was the end of that season. But you mentioned last time that. The season is different next year. It doesn't follow that same format, right? Do you, do you know what it's going to be like next season, or have you not progressed to the point at which you know what it, the format is for next year? I think, Tom, I'm going to do what I did last episode, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to say let's wait for part two before I update you uh, on 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 that little little number. So so. Uh, yeah, I have progressed a little bit further in game, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what's it? Uh, plead the fifth on that one. So sounds good. So, so with me, do you want me to talk? Me, 
Yeah, yeah, go. I'm sorry, I just cut across you. Yeah, I was going to say, but with me, uh, yeah, pleading the fifth, definitely time for someone who probably did plead the fifth, except he would have been intelligent enough to know that that wasn't the right jurisdiction uh, for him. Back to Legrand's uh, Czech adventures. Yeah, so so basically, obviously, new formation, and I started this formation with this formation at the very start of the season. So just as new formation, um, new me is that is that this is that this year's formation? New me, yeah, yeah, that that sort of thing. Live, laugh, live, laugh, libero. Yeah, indeed, live, laugh, Legrand. Live, laugh, Legrand. Live, yeah, that. So we start. We made a couple of tweaks in the first couple of weeks, so we we got it perfect, but. Basically, we've played this formation um, throughout the whole way through, so I can sort of talk you through how it's how it's sort of started, how it's how it's going. Um, played sixteen games in the league uh, and a cu- few cup games in in the FA Cup, in the Czech FA Cup. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through how it's gone. Okay, I won't do game by game. So we started off not great. Um, only got picked up two points in our first two games. Unsurprising, we're new tactic, like, totally new squad I mean yeah. absolutely totally new squad uh, in my first game the only players that actually played for me last season are Hugo Mezbar Thomas Shelichek, um Marek Yaron they were the only players oh actually and Anthony Akede so four players seven mm. um, new new guys in the, in the 11 and I think the whole bench yeah just looking through it now the whole bench were new as well so it takes a while to get, get used to it coming in so one point from the first two not ideal including a 3-0 defeat and then we started to put a bit of a run together. Not again, not we weren't storming teams, but you know, we win 2 1, we win 1 0. We battered a team 7 3 in the cup, but that's fine. There, I assume it's a lower league, yeah, 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 exactly. And then again, a couple of poor bits of form losing 4 2, winning 4 2, losing 1 0. Uh, again, we d- we haven't quite it could have gone one way or another our season at this point, right? We're Probably mid-table at this point. We start losing a few games. We fall down the league. If we start winning a few games, we rock it up. What was quite nice, though, is that the, the league table was really compact. There were no teams really struggling like that were on no points. There were no teams that had won all their games. You really were, even at this point, what, were, what would we have been? Probably eight games into the season. You really were one, you know, two wins away, probably from going second, yeah. and two defeats away, assuming teams beneath you went down from being in the relegation zone. So it really was, uh, it was very tight. And then we hit a run of form. Now, whether that's positive form or negative form, I'll I'll come on to come on to in a bit. So we next game actually was an FA Cup game again. We battered the team five now, um, five one. Sorry. Then things got going. Okay. Things got ticking for us. In the next, um, and this takes us up to where we're at now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Next nine games, we win six, we draw two, and we lose one. Okay. And for a team that is spending the least amount of money, that's now slightly deceptive because obviously we've got a few loan players. Yeah. Even at full wage budget, full full wage budget, we're still one of the lowest spenders in the league. The only part time in the league. Yeah, we're going to love We're the only part-time team in the league. To go on that sort of run is pretty good. Um, and, you know, we're scoring. We're playing really good attacking football. We're winning all our games by a goal, by the way. Like, the odd goal. Um, 
you know, we beat, we win 4-3. We draw, I'll, I'll talk you through the results here. Winning 4-3, drawing one all, winning 2-1, winning 3-1, one all draw, 3-2 victory, 2-1 victory, 3-1 wow. victory. And then we lost 3-0 in the most recent game. That's so, got to be right. one of the most entertaining runs of stressful but positive FM that you've probably ever managed. Because it was, it was fantastic. And the thing is, we tend to concede in pretty much all those games. Uh, yeah, genuinely, I think in over well over fifty percent of those games, we conceded first. Yeah. So we're 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 on wow. the back foot, and then we seemingly managed to. Put, get it together, play some mm. really nice football, really nice passages of play where wingers can get the ball and do something. We break up play in the, mid, in the middle of the park. We're very susceptible to a, a counter attack because one of my centre, centre backs is, <laughs> is mucking him out in midfield. <laughs> but there's a bit of a gap there. So, you know, we, 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 that, that's, that's the cost of business. That's priced in. Um, so, <laughs> with all that in mind, in the mid-season break, I'm going to whisper it quietly. Yeah. That's put us top of the league. I had a feeling it might have done. You had a bit of pep in your step coming into this, uh, both in terms tactically and in terms of... Uh, you had that kind of confidence and warmth of a man whose FM is going the way it should be going. We're top of the league and it's... With a goal difference of plus three, because we just only win. Wow. There's 16 games played, 30 points. Now, um, it's worth saying, it's, it's like I say, it's really tight. So I look at fifth, fifth's on 26 points, and we're on 30 at the top. So it's, it's oh really. Oh, my it's really, word, that's tight. What helps us is that in fourth place is Sparta Prague B. Obviously, they can't get promoted, they can't go into any sort of playoff campaign. Mm. Um, so it, it it really is it is really close. So the top gets automatic. Second and third go into a playoff with the team that comes second bottom and third bottom. Yeah, in the Czech top flight. So it's it, that's how the playoff. Works. I would assume it's second yeah. in the B gets third in the in the A. I don't know. I I don't know. I you I would assume that's the case, but the honest answer is I haven't I haven't checked. If yeah. it comes to that, I'll I'll take a look. Um, we, we're very capable of of not getting there, like I said, because it it really is so close. I talk about you know twenty six points and thirty points is first to fifth, bottom sixteenth to um tenth. So tenth to sixteenth is also four points with teams on fourteen points and eighteen points. So it's a it's a really tight league, uh, which is which is really good fun. Anyone you know, anyone can beat anyone on their day. That's why this the Czech second flight is the best league in the world. Um, so <laughs> it's been really it's been really good. It's been really good though. Like it's just one of those things where you see your team playing football that you like that I'm really enjoying. Players that I'm starting to get to know. The players still improving. That's why I want over the next transfer window, which we've got coming up. I want to try and sign actually some more permanent players. Because as much mm. as the, the loan has been fantastic, it really is doing a job. It's done a really important job for us as well of actually allowing us to sign some good players. Yeah. I think long-term, we get to the point now, actually, I might be able to do something with, with Slavia Kromaritz. I want to be able to have some players long-term that I can do that with some young players. So we'll see what happens in this next transfer transfer market. But um, 
yeah, it's looking it's looking good. We're we're playing good stuff. I'm I'm really enjoying it. W- one game I'm actually going to talk you through in a bit a bit more detail. Or I'm just, details are strong stronger, but I'll talk you through the goal scorers and how it worked. As, as I touched on, obviously the fact we had a few bit a nice little cup run. Got to the first round, got to the second round of the FA Cup. In the third round of the FA Cup, we came up against Victoria Pleasant. Mm. Victoria Pleasant, top flight team, Famous in, in game last year. Yeah, they were in the Europe Conference League group stage. They failed to make the group stage through Conference League this year, but that was they they've lost in a playoff by a goal to a, another team. So they're a really good side, and we played them in the in the FA Cup. And I was like, okay, this is a this is going to be good. This is going to be good fun. See how we're see how we're getting on. It's on a, after a good run of form for us. So I'll, I'll I assume knowing games. you, you didn't. You went full Ange and didn't change your tactics. Yeah, absolutely not changing for anyone. So it started off really well. Like we we opened the scoring um, in the first minute. Uh, Michal Malek, my right winger, cuts in on his left foot. He's, he's brilliant at that. Cutting in on his left foot, bent, he bends off in the top bins. In the first minute, we go one nil up. This sort of says about the quality of their team. They then pull one back, uh, or they equalise upon me. Um, in the 25th minute, Andre Gomez. Yeah, Andre Gomez. Ex- that Everton, Andre Go- Gomez. Um, Ex-Barcelona, yeah. ex-Valencia, ex-Benfica. Um, so we're going, all, we're going to half-time at 1-0. Uh, Mikhail Marlek puts us back ahead in the 48th minute to make it 2-1. They then um, they then equalise in the... Hang on, let me just make sure I've got this right. Give me a second. Yeah, they then equalise in the uh, 75th minute to make it two all. And then the 90, in the 80, it was a really good game. It was back and forth. And then the 89th minute, they make it 3-2. Oh. Uh, I, was, I was gutted because like we were playing really, really well against them. And in the 89th minute, they make it 3-2. Uh, and as time's ticking away, and that's, that's done. Until the 94th minute where Anthony Akedi Pops no. up, screamer to make it three all. And I'm oh thinking, my this, word! I could. I was so pleased, thinking, "Oh, extra time, here we come." And then in the 97th minute, a penalty to, to Slavia Cromerits. What? No, Slavia Cromerits, and up steps Michal Malek to complete his hat trick. But he misses. Oh, the keeper saves it. And Michel Marlec has no right to taking a penalty. Michel Marlec's like, penalty, penalty taking... is two, isn't it? It's two. It is, it is two. It's two. And it was only he was on a trick that he took that it. you and haven't I, unticked. I, I couldn't get to the point at which I'd pick a new penalty taker yeah. before I realised. And he, it wasn't a bad penalty fair. The keeper saved it. I mean, oh, you are kidding me. Anyway, going to extra time, and they go 4-3 up immediately. Andre Horta with the goal. Again, Andre Horta, ex-Benfica, ex-Braga. Uh, ex- Tom, Andre LAFC. Horta is my one of my... I'm literally thinking about Andre Horta this week. He was one of my... Do you remember when I won the Champions League with Benfica? He was yeah. God in that moment. He was like Messi... In that save, he for me, he was unreal. I was literally well, thinking about Andre Horta this week. It's he, he, he was annoying. Like he was running, he was running the show as well in the game. Like he 
he you could tell he was just picking the ball up, but they was really good. So he put them four three up. And then Michel Malik in the hundred eleventh minute. <laughs> he made no. amends for his penalty. You serious? No. This is a joke. This game was a joke. It's crazy. And I'm thinking, right, let's let, if we can get this to pens, nine minutes to go in the game. And then the former two former Burnley players combined for Victoria Pleasant in the 113th minute. Uh, Jean-Berg Goodmanson crossed it through. Uh, he put in um, Matej Vidra in oh, the word. 113th minute. 113th minute to make it 5-4 to um, Victoria Pleasant. And no. that's the way it finished. Oh, oh my uh, word. That game has got really more twists good. and turns than some entire Football League seasons, I reckon. It was mad, like... Thinking we're what done. Ninety fourth minute, ninety fourth minute equalising, and then missing a penalty in the ninety seventh was just oh yeah. It was really good. It like it showed we played our attacking style. We went, you know, we went, we went for it. We left our, we know where our gaps are. And we left them open for this game, and yes, they were capitalised on. But equally, we were able to still play really good football and play to our strengths when we had the ball. Um, so. Oh, it was great. It was a really good. It was a really fun game, but just disappointed with the result. But I wasn't too disappointed with the result either. It's like you're playing just the top flight side. Yeah, taking on the big boys and giving them a proper scare. And just by the sound of it, the football that was played. It's not like it's a drab one nil back to the wall job, is it? You played some proper football. It was a really yeah. It was a really really good game. So. That that yeah, that was a good game. That gives us an gives you an update as well as well. Sorry, as to, to where I'm at. We're top of the league in a really tight league. Fourteen games to go in the regular season. Got a transfer market coming up. Couple new players coming in. Two attacking players coming in. Um, in a Jesse Metsoko, my Togali striker, and I've got another number ten coming in from again from Pradek Kralov, um, sixteen year old number ten, uh, who looks really good. He's called Pavel Curtin. Um, what a great name! He could, yeah. I think he might. Those two, if those two tick, because that's the tens and the striker. They're the two positions that just aren't properly ticking in this. I wonder whether it's to the tactic. Might need to make some adjustments, get a different type of striker in, or if it's personnel. Um, I think the if it's if these two, if it doesn't work for Pavel Curtin and a Jesse Matsoko, I think it's probably something I need to change in the formation in a tactic. So we'll, we'll see how yeah. we go. But yeah, like really looking forward to this next stint. See, you know, potent, uh, promotion potentially on the cards for this part-time team, the only part-time team in um, Czechia foot, Czechian football. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. See if we go full time, and see what happens to me as well. Like whether I'm a, if we get promoted, will I still be here? I would like to be, but you know, see what happens. See what see, see a, if anyone's interested. There's a yeah, Europe or world of possibility out there for you. I mean, Europe for the sake as long of as it borders. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a great deal of opportunity out there in the world, but we are limited to moving like the king in distance. chess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the king in chess, isn't it? One space yeah. at a time. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that 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 that's where I'm at. Hopefully, hopefully that gives a bit of an overview and, and teases uh, teases uh, for for next week, where we'll see if we can actually get promoted. Um, go on then, Lou. Talking, you, you sort of teased us that. You've progressed to maybe the, the start of next season. I don't know if you've played any games this next season. So, yeah, update on what the league format's like and 
Have you signed any players? Are, are you even still at Tilly Crathis, right? Because you talked last yeah. week about how you couldn't wait to get out of the place. Well, exactly, Tom. So, so let's let's. You gave me quite a lot of questions to play with there. So let me let me knock them down in in. Let's first deflate from the high. Well, the sort of bittersweet high of a five four loss to the mundane, which is the Greek Super League from now on or until the Greek FA get bored and do something insane again is exactly the same as the standard Premier League uh, no. format. So twenty teams. 38 fixtures, except two teams go up to the top flight and four teams go down. So the threat of relegation is uh, not as extreme as last year. Promotion still pretty slim. So with that in mind, um, the 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 transfer window was pretty crucial because as you kind of got from my tone last season, I had a bunch of donkeys and... On the whole, um, on the whole, I needed to keep the core of the squad that I wanted, and and cut out the donkeys, um, and so I started doing that. Um, I, I I kept I kept a few pieces, um, uh, but I brought in Lamar Jallo, who looked really good, who is a really forward thinking box-to-box, aggressive central midfielder. Um, just a bit of extra quality, hoping, you know, that, that uh, yeah, that we don't, you know, have to play in quite such a limited way. That being said, I did keep the uh, wingers uh, because they were my best players. So, so, obviously, some challenges. I also bought a guy, uh, a midfielder called Gwiri Edgney, I brought him as a midfielder in on loan, um, another solid, hardworking midfielder. I brought in, uh, I brought in Georgos uh, Maidanos, a left back, uh, much better left back than my two left backs. Uh, and I lost Alejo Tangredi because he wouldn't come back on loan. So I brought in a Serbian poacher by the name of Elija Erdeljoen. To replace him, leader Yeah, it's quite a name. And I brought in Michaelis Pardlos, our goalkeeper, impermanently, having had him on loan last season. So that was great. Um, and just to get a sense of when I was doing this, um, and it and this is some foreshadowing for those who know storytelling. Uh, this all took place on a Thursday night between nine and one in the morning. Uh. So so just to give you context for the kind of mindset that I was doing this in. What I hadn't realised, and this is the crucial punchline that we're getting to, is that I'd blown the entirety of Tillicrat's wage budget. All £6,800 per week had six central midfielders, two centre-backs, one left-back, one right-back, one right-midfielder and one left-midfielder. So in a nutshell, I was fucked oh for next season. <laughs> So I, so I reflected, what would Wiseman do in these circumstances? And I knew the I knew what he would do. So I immediately resigned and fucked off and left the club. No. No. What? I've, I've gone full. I've gone full Ponzi scheme, Tom. I've or, or 
I've, you know, I've gone full con man. I've kept, I've done a magic trick. I've kept them up. Then, then I've, I've, you know, I've taken all the cash out of the club, and then I've immediately scarpered. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you lasted a season in Greece. I lasted a season in Greece. So, I couldn't face. I, I couldn't face. The only option would be to find some cheap loan players and play another season of four four two, and that was not a bit like you. That was not happening over my dead body. I, I was done. I hated. I hated. I hated being in Greece. So I did what every out of work manager does, and I started applying for all of the jobs in Bulgaria, as that had always Is been my plan. Is that your next place then? That Is was that your next place. That's my next step up. Yeah, I was. I'm trying to get a job in Bulgaria, so I applied oh, for every Bulgarian job that came up: Lokomotiv Plovdiv, Chernomor, and Arda, all first division teams. And I also applied for second division teams like Dunav and Etar. All rejected me with only two interviews. And it. Okay, you get interviews though. That's good. Two interviews, but they all rejected me. So, so, and this had taken oh, this had taken I reckon two months, bit of holidaying, you know, bit of holidaying, bit of applying when they came up, kept getting the nose. So, this was this kept going on in Albie's life until Monday, the 25th of November, 2024, uh, a year yesterday, in 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 uh, actual fact, just to put it into perspective for real life. Um, and when Al- Albie's uh, personal assistant, which the game calls, in, in, in Albie's case, is Christy Howard, uh, this is actually in FM, uh, recommended three jobs Uh those jobs were Kalamata in the Greek second division, Konyaspor, and what's hilarious about Konyaspor, this is in real life. Their team name is Arabam.com Konyaspor in the Turkish Super League. They were 14th at the time. Kalamata were 15th in the Greek second division. Uh, and AEK Athens, second in the Greek Super League, uh, AEK Athens. AEK Athens. AEK Athens. What? As their their manager, Matthias Almeida, had taken the Fenerbahce job. Now, I didn't what the fuck AEK Athens. AEK Athens. <laughs> no. So I wasn't applying for Kalamata. There's no way in hell I'm going back to the Greek second division. No way in hell I am going back to the Greek second division. But I had a scan of Konyaspor's squad and they had an ageing 35-year-old Stephen and Zonzi at the back of their midfield. And for me, you know I love an ageing central defensive midfielder and that was enough for me to put an application in. So I thought, sod it, it gets me going northbound. You know, maybe I've got a chance. And well, it sort of doesn't. It sort of doesn't. It sort of gets you going somewhere. It gets me going eastbound, but with an opportunity to. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Tom. But um, 
And then AK Athens, obviously, I ummed and I ahed and I thought, this is absolutely insane. Like, there's no way. So I'd been turned down for Bulgarian second division relegation teams, you know, and I've been rejected by the might of Dunav and Atar. So I thought, sod it. What what's the worst that could happen if I put an application in? Um, so I was completely baffled when I got a job interview from AEK Athens. Um. And then, you know, went into full command mode. Yeah, we'll win the league. Yeah, we'll go deep into the yeah, we'll go deep into the Europa Conference League. Yeah, we'll we'll, you know, I can do this. I don't need to change anything. And they offered me the job. <laughs> they offered me the job. Wiseman no has conned his way to the AEK Athens job. <laughs> What? what? And my my only other interview was with Septembri Turval in the Bulgarian second division at the minute, who were 18th and last in the Bulgarian second division and 13th off safety. It's... AEK Athens won the title in 22-23. Yes, and they won it they in... Won yeah. They're the... Title. They're the reigning yes. of the title. Yes. Wow. It's the most insane. I can't believe it as much as you can. It feels insane. It's still insane for me um, that it happened. It it just did. It just, the cards is- fell that the best manager out there was a man who has no experience in keeping in 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 attacking in playing for a title i i just think it comes down to the fact that he has a slight resemblance to uh to don carlo i, I just think they really thought they were getting don carlo and i, I think it's i think that i think the con man the albert wiseman con man um experience uh just did it but no tom so i'm i'm managing a part-time team yes. in the czech right and you're managing greek superpower AEK but flip side is tom flip side is tom i still need to get north quite a long this way this is what i was gonna say right so if you spend, let's say, a couple of years at AK Athens, right, and you can turn them around and maybe... I'm not know, even turning them around. This is the, I mean, this is the <laughs> easiest job in the world. I'm in second. I'm not turning them around. The squad is loaded. The squad is fantastic. But you, your next job, really, again, it's got to go to... You're going to have to go to Turkey or Bulgaria still. Yeah. So what teams have... You're going to be taking a... Probably, from where... If everything goes well at AEK Athens, where you're going to take EAK Athens to, you're probably going to have to take a backward step to go to Bulgaria, probably. right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you go to like someone like Levski Sophia. Um, yeah. They're a they're a pretty good side. Ludogorets, I suppose, CSK Sophia. 
Even though yeah. it seems like even teams like Connysport that you got interviews at or Lokomotiv Plovdiv, like they're they're good sides. Um, wow, what a, you jammy, jammy bastard! I know it's unreal. It is. I'm going to enjoy it, Tom. It feels like a reward. It feels like FM. We're like we're gonna we're gonna give you FM trial by fire hell and the heaven at the end is that in an insane set of circumstances, the AEK Athens manager takes the Fenerbahce job and leaves the probably easiest job I'm going to do this entire save. Let's be clear. This is the... If I, if I mess this up, you know, if I mess this up, I'm... It's... Uh, yeah. Look, of course, the big are you, four... Are you in the European competitions? Yeah, I'm in the Europa Conference League. It's fun. Also, Tom, what's insane for me is that because we were playing in South America all of last season, I'm hearing all the European licensing stuff they've done for the first time because we got none of that last season. Maybe you did, but I didn't. No, no. Europa Conference, all the da-da-da-da-da-da. It actually plays that music that they have for the Europa League before kickoff. Yeah, we're a year behind on all this stuff, but yeah, it does. We're a year behind wow. because of our South American adventure, but that's wicked. It's great. You're gonna love it. You are gonna love it. But um, oh, I know I'm managing AEK Athens, and I I still can't. And that was why I came back to the this happened between nine and one in the morning at about half ten. I was at the bottom of despair because. Uh, the start, obviously, the, the graph went something like this. It started with the high of keeping the team in the league. Then the excitement of buying some better players. Then it fell off a cliff when I realised that my only option was to flee in financial disrepute, spending the whole wage budget and leaving the team with 16 players in a move that seems more like Harry Redknapp than anyone else I can think of in football management. Then greater despair as every team in Bulgaria rejected me. Then a, a sort of tentative up as those three jobs were suggested as a possibility. And then a stratospheric ascent to getting the AUK Athens job. It was the most chaotic and insane session of FM I think I've ever played. You know, I, wow. I, made, I, I played terribly. I spent all of that money appallingly and got rewarded for it. Classic common. Wow. That is that is absolutely that's madness. I, that, I was not expecting that at all. Wow, 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 wow. I I, I think Lee, with rightly so, I think this this pod's actually gone on for probably a bit longer than we anticipated, right? Yeah. But because there was a lot a lot to lot to get through, a lot to unpack. Yeah. A lot a lot to unpack. So shall we? I mean, I I, I want to hear about your squad. I want to hear about the players, but I wonder whether that's maybe for for next week. Now, once you've got your your foot under. Your feet under the table a bit more. I agree completely. I think let's let's uh, yeah let's keep a bit of uh, a little bit back in in reserve, and I can talk a bit about the tactics that I've implemented a bit like you did today, and and what it feels like to manage a quality club at a far earlier stage of the save than I ever expected to. Uh, yeah, I know, I know you're shaking your head. It's it's still it still feels like whiplash to me as well. Uh, it feels like it feels like I've left an abusive relationship and 
and and been you know <laughs> invited into a normal healthy work environment um so on that note thank you all so much for listening um it's yeah it's a joy as always to 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 hear about Tom's podding and uh, Tom's FM and turn it into a pod and it's great to hear all the positive feedback and continued interactions um and yeah thank you again uh it's you have been listening to Hang on, Luke, Luke, yeah. do you want to do your player of the episode thing? Oh, you, 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 set me, well, you set me up to finish. No, you're right. It's player of the episode. Um, but before yeah. we do, um, no, actually, let's do player of the episode first. Sorry, I'm being absolutely hopeless here. This is not a good end to the pod, but it is what it is. Tom, player of the episode. My apologies. Thank you. You're keeping me honest. What? My player of the episode, this one's going to be Sebastian Wimmer. So he's my Austrian sense about the place of Libero. Uh, basically, reason being, he's allowed, you need a very special type of player or a specific type of player to have as a Libero. You can't really have a normal sense back. He fills the role that he's able to do it. And he also scores goals. Where he pops up, he tends to get a bit of space and he's scored a couple of screamers from outside the box. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep it, keep it short and snappy. But yeah, I, I'll, my player of the episode this week is Sebastian Wimmer. Fantastic. Thank you. And just before I talk about mine, I just wanted to quickly finish the point I was trying to make earlier, uh, which is we had some amazing interactions this week. Uh, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Adam, who goes by Griff85, Buddy G uh, on Instagram. And just to say, um, yeah, thanks for reaching out. It's It's been great to, to, to uh, yeah, to hear people's tales of their own South American adventures last year, and it was great to hear yours. And for me, uh, I'm going to nominate, just to give you a... This gives, this links quite nicely into next week's pod uh, and just gives a taste of uh, a taste of what's to come. My player of the episode, this episode, although I've not touched upon him uh, in this episode, but more as a preface for the calibre of player that I'm currently managing, is Orbelin... Pineda. Orbelin Pineda is yeah, I know, I know. Mexican, Mexican uh, international uh, Mexican international who, to come back to Andre Horta and that Benfica side, uh, I signed for Benfica when he was a wonder kid in FM in that save. So it's amazing to be able to come back uh, and manage someone again uh, later on in their career. He's still, he's our best player. Um and I look forward to telling you what he's doing for this this uh, AEK Athens team going forward. Uh, and yeah, it's just also for me, it's he's my player of the episode because he's uh, symbolically uh, taken me from FM hell to FM heaven of managing quality, uh, quality, uh, quality footballers, uh, something that were in great short supply at Tillocratis. So that's my play Sounds of the episode. Good. We'll post those up shortly. Uh, as mentioned, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Who Uses a Director of Football European Jailbreak with myself, Lewis, and my co-host, Tom. Have a great week and roll on the next episode bye for now